Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast, the ultimate unofficial source of Sea of Thieves news. And we've got plenty of news in store, so tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates! I hope you had yourself a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to take some time to jump in with Caleb to talk about Season 4, the uh, latest news for Sea of Thieves, as well as Shrines and Treasuries. It's been a while since we've chatted with him. Last time we uh, had some time together, it was talking about the new tall tales that came in with A Pirate's Life. So I wanted to make sure we checked in, had a good discussion. Uh, this is a nice long episode for you, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, we cat back and forth as usual, so whenever whenever we're getting catty, this is, this is probably going to be a longer episode. So, uh, but before we get into that, I did want to call out the patrons because they are the ones that are supporting the podcast. Uh, it means a lot to me that they do this. It really helps me out. And as always, I want to give them the recognition that they deserve for supporting the podcast. It means the world. If you want to be there too, head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast. Uh, sign up for the tier that gets you the call outs and you too can get your name on the podcast like these fine folks. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, who upped his pledge. Thank you, Davram. Uh, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazi the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Michael V, who's new. So, Michael, if you're listening, feel free to let me know in the, the messages. I sent you a message asking what name you'd like to have on here. So, I abbreviated your last name because I don't know if you want to have that out on the podcast. So, Michael V, get back to me. Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, TN Professor, Viberlux, Big Bad Pat. Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Davram TV. Oh, sorry, Davram. <laughs> I'm so used to doing it now, but because you upped it, you got higher on the list. So, uh, sorry, Super Pack, uh, Fergatron, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me. It really helps out. Uh, I love that you guys are, are supporting me this way. It's, it's so kind of you. So, thank you for doing that. Uh, and with that, Pirates, I did want to jump into one more thing before I get into the interview. I asked for reviews. This was something I, I asked for because it helps uh, show relevance for the show. It doesn't technically help the ratings or the position in the charts. Uh, downloads do that, and, and having a regular schedule helps with that. But uh, I did want to shout out uh, PD Randy on the, uh, Apple podcast. He went and did a five-star review, uh, back on October 5th that I, I, I forgot to add into last week's episode. So, uh, he wrote in and says, I don't normally provide reviews. Uh, I had to provide a review a, because captain Logan act asked us to B because I listen almost every week and C all involved deserve the review. I have been listening to this podcast on and off for about one and a half years as the new seasons roll around. This is the best place to go for pointers, tips, and tricks and getting real-time happenings for what's going on uh, in the community and how, or excuse me, getting real-time happenings and community engagement. Uh, the podcast isn't boring if you're into Sea of Thieves and comes around weekly to keep you informed. The facts aren't always laid out for you uh, as listed items, which makes listening feel even more engaging. It feels as though you're playing the game whilst listening to the cast. There are always unknowns upon the seas. Logan's knowledge is extensive. I try, sorry. Uh, his community bound together and his sphere of influence deeper than most sunken shrines. Holy cow. Thank you. Uh, I love the guest appearances and wish for more podcasts with Caleb as I feel most engaged when listening to he and Logan's back and forth. I look forward to the day Caleb and Falcor duke it out. 
in parentheses, he says, poor choice of words, right, Captain? Because uh, he spelled, and sorry, for, for those that are just listening, he spelled it D-U-K-E, which, of course, Duke the Dark Lord. Uh, very cheeky. I appreciate that. Uh, he says, keep up the great work. All salt-encrusted pirates should give this cast a listen. I'll spot you in my spyglass later. Murphy lives. Uh, thank you so much for the review. It was a, a real blast to uh, read this out. Uh, I told Caleb that there was a review that came in, uh, but I didn't give him the full details because I wanted to have him listen to the episode uh, for, for when he actually got a chance to hear it out. So hopefully, Caleb, you're enjoying this. Uh, but for those that haven't... Um, for those that are, are waiting for the rest of the podcast, uh, let's skip the formalities. No, I didn't skip the formalities. I did all the formalities. Let's just get to the episode. I've been keeping you enough. Welcome to the show, Caleb. We're we're I'm I'm doing this in informal introduction because we've been chatting for a while. But uh, I just mm. want to say hi. How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm. I'm. What did you call me, bro? Why? No, you think you think calling me bro is uh is an appropriate nickname? Uh. Yeah. Well, me too. It seems like that would be a fairly normal thing to call people. Cool. I don't even see why anyone have a problem with that. I've been doing great. Awesome. Been doing, been doing fantastic. It's my favorite time of the year, Halloween. Right. Uh, or this this fall season. It's a spooky so, season. You know, I'm pretty happy. I have been doing the most Halloween thing ever and just falling hard into my fandom for gargoyles. I got a figure the other day and holy cow, has it just like reignited my, my content creator passion I've been watching the the show and like taking notes and like thinking, how can I make this into a YouTube series and all these different ideas. <laughs> and now I just like all I want to do is just Halloween 24 seven for the rest of the year. I just want to have Halloween so that I can justify this gargoyle obsession. Uh, and, and I want to I love what that voice actor Keith Richards does for that gargoyle character. That That's Keith, really good. Keith Richards. Yeah. Is that the Keith uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's Keith Ray. You know, we'll have to look that up one day. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Caleb, you wanted to come onto the show for a reason, and it's it's because you wanted to talk about Sea of Thieves. Boost my own ego. Yes. Yes. Boost your own ego in Sea of Thieves. Uh, and and while I know that we want to dive in through the, the the main things, I wanted to touch on some of the news stuff uh, on the top. Um, just to give folks an idea of some of the stuff that's going on. Cause sure. Before you do that, can, really? can I ask you your honest opinion? Do you think that the beginning part of the show where you and I, uh, try to make jokes very badly is the least favorite part of everyone's show of the show for everyone. That's gotta be the best, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's probably the part that they really make use of that skip 15 seconds forward button. You know, Oh, are Caleb and Logan going to try to riff mm. <laughs> skip? It's gonna be a hard pass. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. I keep going until uh, I hear the word "season four. <laughs> well, now we've tricked them because now they have oh. no idea whether or not are we actually going to talk about season four now. Wait, Caleb, are you are you trying to appoint me to your show, <laughs> which you're calling a comedy show, because you're not doing a great job in incentivizing me to go check out how funny you are in your other show. <laughs> It is a good show, though. That's I well. Thank you. I, I doubt you listen to it, but I appreciate you saying that. Wow! Wow! Okay. All right. Well, moving uh, right along to the the part where I forget about your lack of faith in me. Uh, quickly moving past the fact that I didn't refute your accusation. You know what? You know what? You bring <laughs> up some solid points from time to time. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we're still doing the riff we have to we have to move beyond it season four um so we got some pretty awesome stuff in the sea of thieves community and well, i want do you think that maybe your listeners also think that i interrupt you too much no well okay. maybe a little but that's right. that's them oh. thinking that that's not me thinking that i want you to know that i feel like and as podcasters, when's the last time we've ever cared what our listeners think? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like the rare developers caring what their players think. <laughs> They're a great company. They're doing a good job. These are all jokes. I just need validation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You are a podcast, so I can say. Oh, why do you have to bring that up now when we're actually still recording? Continuing. It doesn't stop. The ride never ends. Oh, man. Why are our recordings so long, Logan? Why can't we just do a short episode? I can't. I'll never be able to figure out why. I think the problem is, is that we enjoy our company so much mm. and our own voices so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half of that's true, definitely. Yeah. I think that that's part of the thing. Hey, Caleb, we got a Sea of Thieves news video. Isn't that kind of crazy that they brought back Sea of Thieves news less it's than a, a year? Bonkers. Yeah, yeah, a little wonka do. It seems like they just can't get their act together. As jokes aside, a podcast you constantly is like, oh, I'm going to, or I should say a content creator. Uh, I'm going to do this thing. Hey, let me announce to everyone. I'm going to do this thing and then not follow through or do it for a little bit and drop the ball and then make an update video about how I'm going to change. And then essentially the update video is the only thing that actually does become a regular thing because I'm changing so often. Many of you, I'm sure, can identify with this. Rare's doing the same thing. Hey, we don't. We, we did a podcast, and the podcast goes dormant. And then, hey, we bring it back to podcast every six weeks, second episode, like twelve weeks, the next episode, and that that one was recorded six weeks ago. A little confusing. And then the news videos are back. I thought that's what the podcast. But it's just very, very out there. Very. It's going to go back and forth. I I will not be shocked if the news videos last like a few months and then you know, or just it's just whenever we get around to. It. It's not going to be part of it. It's boy. But I think there's probably like a lot of restructuring happening at their at their uh, company. They've been talking about like expanding stuff since the uh, pirates update. It's super weird right now. Um, I'm not going to lie. The Sea of Thieves news videos were great as like a weekly to bi-weekly thing even when it was just once a month because at least once a month i had like a basis for where i was going to form most of my content off of sure sure and then when when those went away that was when like a couple they're not gonna lie a couple youtubers were like nope i'm out i don't have any i don't have any like Mm -hmm. feeding no no content being fed to me so it's just going to be too hard to keep up like a weekly schedule on that. And I was like, challenge accepted. Uh, and and now now they're back. So I guess I guess we'll see if this is something that persists. Um, yeah. But it, did, uh, did you get a chance to watch it? Should I recap it? I, I did, but I would love to hear the recap. But let me tell you something I have learned. This will help everyone at home not to make the same mistake. I learned is, is don't say I am now doing this again, saying I'm doing I'm, I'm going to just do it now. So, for example, if I was rare, I wouldn't say, hey, the updates or videos are back. I would say we're putting out an update video. One commits you to something that you're guaranteed to eventually fail. And one is, hey, I did a thing. Here it is. That's a really good tip, actually. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. Saying that you're going to do something versus saying mm-hmm. that something is going to be a persisting thing. Yeah. That's and, and in my relationship, and I imagine a lot of other relationships, and I still have not perfected this, saying, hey, I did a thing is far better than saying I plan on doing these things. Because if I say, hey, um, honey, today I'm going to 
call the credit card company to take care of the credit card thing. And I'm going to go to Staples and get the thing we need to get Staples and go food shopping. And at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, did you do those? Things? Oh, I only did the Staples thing. I didn't feel like doing the other things. Okay, there's that. Or there's B where you just come home from Staples and say, hey, I did the Staples thing. Oh, great. Yeah. Far better. Set up. Don't set up for disappointment. You can just deliver the happiness. That That's I'm, I'm still trying to do that. I, I'm at the point now where I just do something and I don't say anything about it because every time I go to say something about it, I mentally check off like all of the stuff that my yes. wife did. And I'm like, everything I did pales in comparison to how much my, my wife is actually doing around here. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. And if she brings it up, I'm going to just say like, I figured you'd want that done. It's part oh. of the, the Christian philosophy to not let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, storing up your treasures in heaven. Are you doing this for the people on you, or are you, are you doing it for for a higher purpose? And if you're, and and and, and I know everyone tuned in for both life advice and to hear about Caleb's Christianity. So I'm really glad that we're really getting into this here at the top of the show where everyone is definitely not skipping for it because they love the first part of when I'm on the show. Uh, having, uh, oh my gosh, I talk so fast that I talk beyond what I'm thinking. And <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking about making sure that, that you're you're being hubris about the stuff that you do. Wrong. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So if I say like, oh, if I get Tori to say, I go, hey, I went shopping at Staples. And she goes, oh, great. Thanks for that. And God's like, okay, well, if that's the reward you wanted, there's your earthly reward. If I just go shopping at Staples, kind of like the Staples thing, and talk about don't look for the reward here on Earth. God's like, yeah, maybe I'll give you a reward in heaven. Uh, but uh, but yeah. for those of you who are the vast majority of you who are probably not Christians, that means nothing. And it's a little pretentious for me to say. I, uh, I think in the end, it's a little bit selfish to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that so I can get my reward in heaven. There's always those little ironies jumping around. The I'll be honest. I, I would be willing to bet that a majority of folks probably have some sort of religion. I am probably the the outlier with my atheists. Uh, Let me tell you something, Logan. Yes. And uh, and. And I can't wait till we restart this recording of this podcast for what's actually going to be published. <laughs> um, in, in, in my podcast, I don't talk about certain things. Christianity comes up sometimes barely just because it's, it's a big part of who I am. So it's, it's, it's hard for that to not bleed through. Yeah. But very rarely does it come up. And then there's like politics. I just don't mention it at all. Because when I listen to uh, a podcast and they get into politics, politics, even if it's something I agree with, it just kind of irks them. But it's especially oh, alienating. If it's something I, I don't agree with. Yeah. And so I'm, I just don't bring that stuff up at all. I don't want to I, I don't want to have any reason for my listeners not to enjoy my show. All the a lot of the decisions I make about how I run my show is based on other shows I'm listening to and what I, what I do and don't like from what they do. And I almost never like when they bring up politics or religion. Exactly. So let me apologize for bringing up religion right now. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Uh, not from necessarily my perspective, but for the sake of keeping it on topic, because we got to see these news video and we're going to talk about that. Uh, is, is that where this all started from? It, it is, believe it or not, <laughs> about the frequency of their Sea of Thieves videos and what they should and shouldn't commit to. It all came back from that. Um, right. And in this video, it was kind of interesting because uh, I, I love these videos, but it was kind of stuff that we already knew. Um, if you've been keeping track of Sea of Thieves as religiously as I do, uh, to, <laughs> to tie it back in. Oh, good. Uh, we, it was all set up for a call that we did three seconds later. <laughs> this guy's true 
comedy geniuses. <laughs> so uh, to to move right into it, um, we we found out uh, that they did a see these news videos. I love these because it kind of recaps some of the stuff that's been going on, or at least uh, sets up some of the stuff that's to come. And with this, they they kind of gave us an idea about uh, the the one special rematch that they had which was a, a charity soccer game or football game, depending on where you uh, hail from, but between Playground Games and Rare. And while Rare wasn't the victor, uh, I think at the end of the day, it was just a, a really nice a, a really nice kind of showcase event to talk about uh, charity events. It's something that I love to see when, when studios can do this, when companies can do this, because they have a lot more headroom to be able to plan out these type of events. It's a lot tougher for individuals like streamers and stuff to set this stuff up and plan it out and work it into their schedule and commit to it and then have a good turnout. Uh, when studios do this, it's so much better. It, there's such a, uh, so much more of a, of a, um, kind of return on investment, if you will. So it was really great to see that they're doing this. And that's something that is still going on as well, too. So you can still support special effect if you head over to the, the website justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash one special rematch. And I will have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, you can still support there. They also wanted to to touch on uh, di- just to kind of touch on that too. Did you have any feedback about that, or or did you have any? Uh, did you get a chance to check out the match or have any interest in it? No, I, I don't care much for football. I don't know why it's called football. It confuses me, and I dislike it. You mean the thing where they kick the thing with their foot? Hey, the, how do you spell foot, Logan? Uh, F U T L. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Foot. Yeah. That. That cracks for me uh we also found out that they're doing another sale uh another uh, not just a full livery set but just the sales um they've been doing these charity sales uh for two years now i think it started in october of 2019 and uh yeah so that's kicking back up uh sales of sharing begins from october 16th to november 10th uh they're doing a 48 hour pineapple stream that's going on right now as of the time of the recording um you can show your support uh, support by heading over to the the uh, sea of thieves twitch channel and uh donating through tiltify uh you can also support by purchasing the uh sales of sharing cosmetics in the actual game those are live now they had a bit of a problem with those uh earlier today but they said that that's that's been resolved so by the time you're hearing this, shouldn't be an issue. You should be able to have access, and that is for No Kid Hungry. Uh, that is a collaboration between Rare and that charity to make sure that uh, kids are being fed, that kids have food to eat, because world hunger, regardless of how many beauty pageants there are, still seems to be an issue that we need to, <laughs> to figure out how to solve. So, uh, Caleb, how do you like the the charity sales uh, aesthetically as opposed to just the, the kind of uh, re- removing yourself from the charity aspect of it and looking at it objectively mm-hmm. as a cosmetic? Well, as Christian, it's actually very easy for me, myself to remove myself from the charity. Oh, oh. Dem, 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 dem. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I love the, I like how they seemed it sort of like, oh, fall foliage sort of deal. Yeah, that's great. Never been, never been very fond of, of the visuals of the charity sales. So this one, this one hasn't raged out for me. Interesting. I, I can understand where you're coming from. I think the Valiant Dawn was uh, one of the more understated ones that we got. Uh, this one is kind of nice because there's a bit of a, a harvest uh, orange and red gradient uh, with some yellow mm-hmm. leaving and vine work. And then, of course, like a, the, the purple heart uh, for No Kid Hungry. 
uh, uh on the, the the top of the livery kind of growing i'm, I'm stumbling mm -hmm. over my words here because it's hard to describe stuff to people the more i think about it uh but i'm, I'm just glad that they're continuing on this uh charity front this is something yeah. that they, they kicked up and i it's I, I don't know it's one of those things like when i was playing world of warcraft heavy and we had like charity pets that you could purchase I was I was always uh, excited to jump onto those because it was always it made me feel good about donating. It gave me yes. something in game, and it's just it feels like an easy win uh, for, Tru for gamers. Truly, a great way for uh, as cynical as you can be about tax write-offs and all that. It's really a, a great way for uh, companies to donate money in that way to to uh, not motivate to mobilize their gamer base like that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's great. I'm yeah, they're doing it. Of all the times that they that they get us for cosmetics that we don't need or 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 just purely just for the sake of feeling away about your pirate or or anything in game, just having those and asking for microtransactions, it's nice that every once in a while they do something where it can benefit benefit both you the the studio uh, at least PR wise and then the charity that they're actually supporting. So it's just I love it. Anytime I, a, a game can find a way to make me not feel bad later and have regret for a digital thing i bought that i don't have a physical copy of uh, is a great thing i can't yeah. tell you how much money i've spent on team fortress 2 and fortnite that i wish i could have back now given that i, I barely play those games yeah that's not something i see with does fortnite do charity stuff at all i don't think i've ever seen them do charity mm -hmm. stuff i mean i haven't played in a little while but when i played not not often huh. at all. but they did do something that you can recall no oh okay yeah i can't think i've ever <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Fortnite do anything charity wise now that I think about it. Hmm. I can't recall. I don't want to say they haven't because I I'm not into it enough. And right. Somebody will yell at me like, oh, you didn't know that they did this thing. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just asking from your personal perspective. But yeah, that... no, I don't remember them. At least they didn't do it like in game store buy this and it gets donated that I can recall. Weird. Come on. It's Fortnite's the most impactful game regardless of how you feel about it next to like Minecraft or Call of Duty. Uh, moving on, the gauntlet has been thrown and over on twitch.tv forward slash crown, they have started up a CFU stream every Tuesday for the month of October. Um, I, I feel like I mentioned this at one point. I, if I didn't forgive me uh, because they're giving away the ancestral livery set piece by piece every week. And I, I, it's two hours during the day on Pacific coast time. It's like towards the evening for, for UK and it's an ungodly hour for Australia. Uh, but I've been watching this each week, uh, for the last two sales. And I gotta say they're bringing in, uh, a random person who happens to be a streamer and they happen to be with a crew. And then there is uh Crotuck and, uh, I think it was, uh, Smexy and, um, Oh gosh, who else was with them? Uh, Falcor was with them, and they're like, <clears throat> "It's okay, sorry, not sorry, I, sorry." I, I had to, no, I know. Flux. Apologize. Mm, it's okay. It'll be all right. Uh, so yeah, they there's there's an evil cruel crew. There's a good crew, and then there's two sloops that are a scout, and the the evil crew has to sit out and just chill on a boat, waiting for uh, the scouts to be able to find the good crew. And the good crew has to sail around solving riddles that are not like gold hoarder riddles. They're riddles that are that were devised for them uh, to test the knowledge of the game. And chat can actually help out with these riddles, which I really like. I like that chat can influence uh, the decision making that's going on in the in the seas based on their knowledge and, and 
you know, it's kind of like the the Twitch plays aspect where the the chat used to to help play through Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Red and Blue uh, mm-hmm. based on their actions uh, or chat commands and stuff. So uh, the gauntlet is in the uh, in the maze of the hideout of uh, Team Rocket. <laughs> oh, my God. They I think that took days. I think that took days for them to get through Amazing. that. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so the gauntlet is great. Uh, it, you get to help out the good crew. The scouts sail around, and once they spot the good crew, uh, bear in mind this is all on a custom server, so there shouldn't be any other ships out there to mistake it with. Uh, but once the sloops find the good crew, they can put up the Reaper's Mark flag to let Crotuck, the evil crew, know where they are and that's the time when the evil crew can actually set sail and the set in the the evil crew can't actually get off their ship the sloops have to supply them with with uh supplies so it's to the benefit to send out one sloop to to start hunting and the other sloop to start getting supplies for the galleon evil crew and the more points or the more riddles that the uh good crew solves the more points they earn and for every, uh, I believe it's three points, um, it unlocks 3,000 gold drops for anyone that's watching in the stream. And if they get up to a certain amount of points, they actually unlock the cosmetics for chat. And you can actually claim those, but you have to be watching. So I I think this was such a really interesting way to develop a kind of sport around Sea of Thieves. Uh, the, the trouble that I have with it is I think that something you're going to be able to, to, to echo uh, my sentiment. It's tough to find two hours on uh, at a specific time frame, uh, one day a week to be able to log in to watch these streams for 15 minutes to get access to these cosmetics. Um, am I wrong? How do you feel about these? Because I'm pretty sure I remember you feeling upset about them. Well, I was upset because I didn't I didn't get a real uh, heads up that these these drops are coming. And so I missed my opportunity to, to, to get a piece I've missed. I missed the Ancestral, I think, Cannons and Capstan. And they came up and I didn't know what was happening. I was like, no, I got two freaking Ancestral wheels but not the capstan. Can I trade? Is there a program? Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, it, I think it's probably why they're not advertising it greatly because it's just a quick little two hour thing. It's just a little incentive, but yeah. the incentives don't work unless you tell people. It's, it's true. And the, and the ancestral set was something that was available uh, previously. I believe it was back in, it was either, I think it was 2020 or 2019 that they gave away the ancestral set as a, uh, uh, gosh, what was that? Game Pass Ultimate um, thing? Yeah, yeah. If you'd subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate during the month of May, uh, you had access to the Ancestral set and it would be added to your account. But not everyone was playing during that time. So this is kind of a nice way to bring back some of those previous giveaways in kind of a more interactive fashion. Uh, but it has definitely led to a new channel in the the Keel Hall Discord, uh, the live events channel, because, um, boy, howdy, uh, I, I got a message from Big Bad Pad. He's like, hey, it would be great if we had a separate channel for live events so people like Caleb don't miss out on ancestral drops uh, or, or things like that of that sort. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's caused a little a little bit of a, a kerfuffle in the Discord for folks who keep missing out on these Twitch drops, just like today, for example, uh, as of the time of the recording on the 16th of October, 
Twitch drops are now active. They started on the 15th uh, and they are going till I believe the the end of the the weekend, I think. Uh, so from the 18th to the 19th, I believe uh, there's Twitch drops for some more parts of the the altered hunter set, um, which hopefully you've been jumping on to the discord we've got the live events going we've also got the uh the the twitch role so if you want to get notified about this there's a twitch drops uh role that you can sign up for on the discord so that anytime these twitch drops go live or if there's a reset for the day uh people will tend to tag that role so that you get pinged in the discord uh which is does not happen very often i don't like people pinging everyone or or at here kind of things in the discord uh, so that you at least get notified each day like hey it's rolled over make sure you get your uh your twilight hunter pocket watch or twilight hunter fishing rod uh, so you don't miss out on stuff like important fishing rods that are part of sets that definitely exist mm-hmm. um outside of that uh we got probably some of the best best emporium cosmetics i think i've ever seen in fact <laughs> I think these cosmetics are probably the best the game has ever had. And I don't think we really need to introduce any further cosmetics. I think, I think this, <laughs> I think this is it. I think they won. They won the game of Sea of Thieves cosmetics. Uh, we got the Crimson. Uh, oh my God. I just blanked out on what they're called. The Crimson Crypt. Richard set? No, they're not that. Uh, we got... <laughs> We got new Porium Emporium updates uh, into the game. I absolutely love these. The they're called the Crimson Crypt set. It is a play on kind of vampires. It it looks like it's right out of freaking World of Warcraft. It really does. Uh, and we also got the uh, Crimson Crypt um, costume as well as like a a dog and a bunch of spoopy uh, emotes for Halloween and boy howdy did they did they kill it with these uh halloween events last last year we had the uh soul flame stuff the soul flame stuff was cool but it wasn't really um it wasn't really my bag it was a little too kind of like up there kind of flashy too much glowy kind of things which i love glowy stuff but man Mm -hmm. that soul flame stuff was super glowy uh and this is this is like just the right amount of stuff man um did you get a chance to check out the crimson crips ship set yeah, boy, I, I I love when they do fun things with cannons, like the uh, Wailing Barnacle. It's like a fish head here. It's got like that bat mouth opening up where the cannon comes out. I think I'm, there's even I'm, like a tongue. I gotta, cool I'm going to correct that. you right now. That is a straight up gargoyle. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> it, will, it will and forever will be. It is and forever will be a gargoyle on the cannons and the blunderbuss, and I will not hear otherwise. <laughs> the the weapons that you mentioned there are cool i like how the that's where the sorry oh, has cool yeah. like an underbarrel axe sort of blade i think that looks sick yeah good stuff and the, it's the shape of the bat wing too i think that's just i i love on the 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 actual pistol the eye of reach has a that that hatchet kind of thing as well and oh god it's just it it looks it looks so good <laughs> yeah the look how the bats fly out of the uh cannons when you fire them and flare on yeah yeah the 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 okay so you know mm-hmm. i i hate cannon flares i think cannon flares are the worst i i got these when i bought the livery set and i tried them out i'm i'm good with these ones we we can use these ones i i was on a guy and we were all firing it and the bats were not spawning because we were just firing so much maybe it was an old server i was like we 
where's my bats? And so when we were sailing <laughs> and everyone was doing, I just snuck back up to the top and started firing the cannons to, at nothing because I wanted to see the bats. That's funny. That's so funny. You know what I really love about this, though, is this uh, this Crimson Crypt costume. Um, I'm going to read from the uh, the little blurb that they did because I, I think they did a decent job of it. Uh, becoming the thing that goes bump in the night with the fearsome Crimson Crypt costume stalking into the pirate emporium this month with the terrifying red eye of its bird-like steel mask and a jacket as dark as pitch you'll be you'll cut a menacing figure straight out of pirates nightmares if that wasn't scary enough you can call upon your winged familiars to drive someone batty with the built-in summons bat emote that's not even a (laughs) wait where there's not even any guano to clean up after okay i don't know about that one I, I thought it was it was perfect. I don't <laughs> a know. A key about ingredient it. in the fireball spell. People forget. Okay, I have no no bearing for that reference. No, just a little little throwing for the people who come over from my podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. So I definitely role players listen. out there. Definitely listen. Um, so I bought this immediately. I I think it's amazing. I love that one of the arms is kind of unclothed, and you can see kind of the 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 pale skin of this vampire and the red veins that are kind of like popping out because of the sun exposure like oh Mm -hmm. little details like that i absolutely love will this finally get you to change your outfit i already did i (laughs) and it's funny too because i i i i've been role playing as uh pen dragon for a while um Mm. and that's been that's been fun i've been having a good time with that but as soon as I saw this, I I had to wear this. This is like one of my favorite aesthetics as a 90s goth. This spoke to me in a way that has nothing has spoke to me in a while. Um, so I bought this immediately. I bought the livery set immediately. I bought the weapons immediately. The only thing I haven't picked up yet is the uh, the tankard, which is a, a beautiful red crimson got ga- uh, 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 oh, I, I blinked on what the word is chalice. It's like a chalice. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's got bats kind of wrapped around it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And the ha- the Halloween hijinks emotes are hilarious as well, too. Have you looked at the the emotes for these guys? Yeah, I like the coffin one where you lay down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so like in, in true vampire-esque fashion, there's one where you're standing up and you cross your arms in front of your chest and you just kind of slowly fall back uh, to, to lay down on the ground as if you were kind of reverse- uh exiting a coffin it's it's really good i like that and the diabolical dog pet is great um oh i bought that pet that's what i bought isn't that i bought was the pet such a good boy look at that boy he's got the scar and the red eyes and the it's just it's so unique it's awesome such a unique dog really love it uh and there's a free emote there's a free emote called Seriously Spooked, where it looks like you're frightened and you're kind of cowering uh so i'm glad that they they offered that and they brought back the uh, the skeleton pets. The skeletons are back in the Emporium now. Um, so if you're doing that. But I wanted to ask you, uh, and I think this might be a good opportunity for us to jump into Season 4. Um, what did you think of the, the Bone Crusher stuff that's coming in? Or am I jumping the gun? Oh, what's about the Bone Crusher stuff? Boy, a lot of people were made happy that the Bone Crusher pants finally released. 
boy we've heard that a lot anytime incomplete sets were brought up that was the poster child yeah Is that right poster child yeah yeah the thing that's that's pointed to as the as the thing that needs to be well, that's a weird phrase now that i actually think about it poster child well it was because they the when they when they were doing uh like charity things and they were asking for for help they would always have a poster oh. <laughs> and they wanted to get a child for the gotcha. poster wow see you okay i've dropped my headphones so i'm gonna pretend that i've definitely heard everything you just said (laughs) (laughs) i was just showing your concern uh but yeah i'm i agree captain logan (laughs) i'm leaving this all in too uh so (laughs) just because i know it bugs you but uh we're i wanted to to jump into uh season four because you've Mm. you've been playing it uh you've been you know formulating your opinions on this um and i haven't had you on since the tall tales and i know you really enjoy coming on to talk about the season how you feel about it um and and whatnot so i wanted to kind of offer you the the microphone the proverbial microphone to uh to take the floor and uh talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on with season four for from your perspective well let me tell you i never take it for granted that you have me on thank you so much for having me stuff even when we were talking about uh, coming on again, I'm like, let me, let me get to level 100. Let me get a good good amount of time in with the updates so I can, I can really formulate opinion. And let me tell you something. Uh, season four. Seasons with the theme of the year are my jam. Uh, mm. I used to love Halloween time playing Team Fortress 2. And like they'd have like ghosts and all these cosmetics. This is back day my first real introduction uh to like microtransactions and things and even before it was a little bit before where you just get the items in game and if you spend a lot of time getting the presents when they would appear you get the ghost costumes and stuff and i oh and oh all the all the maps would change or they would there were certain like themed maps i love that stuff so much that yeah. is my jam uh other ones like killing floor two the monsters will change to to be uh thematic with the time of the year one of the love biggest that and uh, overwatch 2 i think does a an amazing job of that overwatch 2 or I'm sorry, not Overwatch 2, Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch um, 2, do you mean Destiny? <laughs> ooh. Uh, well, no. no, I mean, why would I talk about Destiny? It's not like Overwatch removes content. <sighs> Dabbing on the gamers all day, every day. Yeah, I love it. So this season's got a lot of like really cool uh, thematic Halloween things. You know, the Emporium comes in. There's all the cool stuff we just talked about. And then the skeleton pets are back. And, uh, oh, we get decorations all around. There's cobwebs and there's little pumpkins. Uh, in Left 4 Dead 2, I always like, I have all these Halloween mods that I install. Like, oh, replaces all the garbage bags with pumpkins. Oh, putting that in. Love That's it good. so much. And they really did a great thing this this season. It's a nice change from previous seasons. It's the one-off items. The one-off items were really kind of cool Halloween-y themed, most of them anyway. Uh, so things like the uh, the the cap stand of candles, ooh, spookums, uh, the firefly lantern, very fallish banjo of banishment. It's like ooh, this 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 uh, this spell ritual thing. Love it. Love the whole thing, and it's great. That is the way to do to do these one-offs now. No, no more. It's just like oh, it's the crack of light, but it's green. All right, well, okay. Doing these like unique things, like the locked up gloves. The ballista I have reached. These are the way to do recolors. I agree, uh, and and it's it's nice. This is definitely the the best one offs that I've seen 
to date. They've really kind of honed in an idea of what they want to do with the one-offs. Um, I'm a huge fan of the, the honestly, uh, all of the ones that you mentioned are great. They are the mm-hmm. best ones. And and I like that you still have the the wicked web set uh to, to kind of coincide with it. So if you're if you're enjoying the one-offs like i've been pairing a lot of the uh the the one-offs with different sets and kind of building my own cosmetic set especially with the uh the crimson crypt set i've been substituting the little uh the little um kind of gargoyle spires the little castle spires uh for the the capstan of candles because i just i think it fits better with the theme and having mm-hmm. the the little banjo of banishment you know like while you're wearing the crimson crypt costume it kind of makes yes. you look like you're you know jauntily playing some sort of like devilish tune or something like it's, it's so cute mm-hmm. it's so great that they're that they're doing little things like that i i love it i think it's great and i can't wait to see um someone using the the spooked emote against uh someone who's wearing like the hunter the twilight hunter set which speaking of also kind of ties in so someone's got like the uh the ballista i have reached using uh one of the varied emote poses uh looking like van helsing uh holding up or or, you know holding at gunpoint amazing one of the crimson crypt uh costume wearers so it looks like you know you've got dracula in in your sights kind of thing and you know having or or even like a, a defiant dracula with using the uh, the costume emote against a, a a cowering van helsing kind of character like it's i i see what they did it's it's one of those things that i love it's it's when you go over to your friend's house and you've got a whole bunch of uh uh like ninja turtle figures and they've got a, the technodrome and you're just like oh i love that your parents are willing to spend that absorbent amount of money to hunt down during <laughs> christmas to find you the technodrome because i didn't get it for christmas <laughs> and now we will have the most amazing play set ever and you just spend hours playing around with these toys and that's exactly exactly what rare is doing they've they found a theme they've catered to that theme and they've given us the toys to create really cool little experiences within the game that for all intents purposes has no point no no purpose in bringing vampires into a pirate game but they did it Mm -hmm. anyway because it's fun yeah it's great all all, like just about everything that came out was all very much fall themed uh they they did hit like the siren theme for a couple of the cosmetics that's just like the name of the season but yeah, all of it yeah. definitely. I love it so much. And you, know, it's a it's a great balance. You have a hard time, you know, when seasons are three months long or however long they are. Uh, it's like okay, well, Halloween's just you know the end of October, really. So I mean, we can't we can't fit it all in. But you know, hey, we get a little bit of the fall season in there as well. So it's not just Halloween. All the like the 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 um, Emporium, what's the 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 Plunder Pass stuff is is all very you know, fall themed and yeah. with the pumpkin head guy and all that. And yeah, and the, the ship set. Jack-a-looter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Like you could do, you could, you could really just go out and have some fun. The costumes, this, this event are the best. Last year it was just, Can- just the soul flame stuff. This time you have variations on it. And I, I really like that, but you were going to say something. It, yeah. It seems to me like you've, you've changed your mind a little bit. I, I remember mothers sort of deridingly saying oh great we're getting Fortnite costumes and now now you're praising them it took a little well okay so you're right about that um well first I, off no one can blame you for not liking the splash tail costume all right this i think the first the one thing. 
And no one can blame you for not liking that. I own it just because it was part of a plunder pass. I wish I could delete it. I understand. I think that's the thing. I think it depends on the approach because the the Ruby Splash Tail Monarch set, uh, I think if they had gone a little heavier into the Splash Tail Monarch set, make it like a make it like an actual Splash Tail head. Give me webbed hands. Um, you know, give me a, a fish tail, like a dorsal fin, like lean into it if you're gonna do that. Cause it feels like with the jackalooter, you've got the giant pumpkin head. Why does that why is that okay? But the but going with like a fish head for the Ruby Monarch is isn't. Um, you know, same thing with the uh the Christmas set that we got last uh yeah, last you, time. You're liking the costumes now, you're appreciating they're a little more flamboyant, but you're liking that. The design is different, uh, and it, it is thematic. Um, the Ruby Splashtail Monarch set came out of nowhere. If they had done a full event, a full season around like the Ruby Splashtail stuff, and it and they gave us variants on stuff like that, like we have the Jackalooter, we have the Twilight set, we have the Wicked Web set, we have the Crimson Crypt, Crypt, uh, Crypt uh, set. So there's, there's a variance to what you can get. If they're just giving me the Ruby Monarch, um, I, I feel less inclined to, to go for it. I think that it really depends on the presentation. I think the presentation for this season has been exceptional. It's another life lesson, folks, because that's why you tune in. Sometimes when you don't like one thing, you'll then make a judgment about a whole group of thing. Don't do that. Oh, because I didn't like the splash tail. All costumes are bad. Well, then look at that. A year later, a bunch of costumes came out that you liked. Maybe it's not that you didn't like the costumes. It's like you didn't like that costume. I will say that originally we got the uh, adventurer costume, the first one that we ever got. I did like that one because it, it offered cosmetics that we couldn't get uh, and it was tied to a costume. And I think the feedback from from the costumes back then was is that people wanted those sets uh, to be broken apart so that you could equip parts of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I still think that that is partially true. I still think that there's there's limitations to what they can and can't do, both with costumes and just cosmetics in general. Um, but things like uh, the Davy Jones cosmetic, I think a lot of people <sighs> resoundingly wanted tentacles on yes! a, a squid face. And and for whatever reason, like we didn't get that. It doesn't mean that the costume's bad, but it just didn't quite hit the way like the the Crimson Crypt is for me. I think the Logan, Crimson Crypt what was the the number one of I think the very first top ten list I did. The pro I'm gonna assume it was the tentacles. You're asking? Yes, me I wanted a Davy Jones costume. <laughs> Yeah. And we finally got it. I was freaking thrilled. And then I looked at it and I cried little tears. It looks awful. And I hate it. And they took away everything that was cool about Davy Jones. Oh, the cool asymmetry of his costume? Gone. All symmetrical. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, the cool tentacle face? Gone. What? Why? Why? <laughs> oh, oh, the, the cool crab hand? It's a hook now. What? Do I want to break immersion? What are you talking about? My hand clips in the chest when I carry them anyway. No. Oh, the biggest disappointment ever. No. Oh, and now it just also guarantees I'm never going to get the Davy Jones costume because if it was going to happen, it was going to happen with this. And it's just my hope all crushed. It'll never happen. And it's very, very sad. There's there's an opportunity. 
when the cursed sale or when the the gold curse came out it was randomized and it it didn't appear as cool on some pirates as it did as others other pirates it would completely covered their their person and they're like i i can't appreciate the the scars or the the tattoos so they went back to to the, the yeah like board. a month later it's been months the, the time has passed they're not going back all right all right well maybe there's something else going on that we don't know about that that would justify the reasons behind it and maybe in the future that gets fixed i don't know who knows yeah, why it's never gonna happen that's it's extremely unlikely and i'm very very sad i'm sorry but let's let's go back to what make me happen season four all the beautiful <laughs> uh, Halloween and uh, autumn things. I did the Fort of the Damned a couple times just to get very Halloweeny. Put on my ghost set. Was having fun. And so how spooky that area is. Because as you will be honest, the bright, vibrant, the cool, uh, as cool as they are, shrines and treasuries aren't uh, aren't exactly Halloweeny. So I went to a couple of Fort of the Damned. Get some of that spookums. Nice. By the way, let me tell you, with uh, Tridents, that final boss ain't so bad no more. <laughs> That's what I've been hearing. I, I haven't gotten, I have not gotten to sail very much this, this last couple of weeks. And it's been kind of, uh, makes me a little sad panda because I, I, I love sailing, but I have no one to sail with and I don't have anyone to go do Fort of the Damned with. And I'm certainly not going to try to do it solo. Uh, but I've, I've been watching some friends stream and resoundingly Fort of the Damned with Tritons, not too bad pretty good a lot easier to find tuckers as well too uh so you just what i did is i went to a uh, treasury that was close by oh, went yeah. down through all the tridents into the mermaid uh, statue gathered them all up and then went over that is a great idea actually that's there's that, like a bajillion down there that should, yeah, there really is there really are a whole bunch you um, mentioned the wicked website i love it i think it looks great i'm uh i especially am to the shirt because it's one of the few shirts that really allows you to show a lot of your body decorations and i love the worn look of it yeah. i sometimes put on worn stuff like Bill ratty stuff um just because i like the worn look of it the cobbled together look of it uh i liked the, the wicked web swept hair is a great hair yeah. really beautiful love it so much yeah good stuff I, good stuff really just they they really like you can tell when season one came out compared to uh season four they did talk about having a stronger, stronger themes and stronger cosmetics, mm. you know, a better, a better pacing for uh, what to expect with seasons. And I'm, I'm hoping now that we knew from the latest podcast episode back in August, uh, early August, the first half of August, that they had plans on doing meetings about like season six and season seven. So they, you know, back then, uh, the, in, in August, they were already planning for season seven. So I'm, I'm hoping that they've had a good enough lead time now where they've been able to look at what they want to do for the future seasons and keep them in line with the the general uh theme for what they're doing here because i think that they've done a great job of really kind of capitalizing on the the, the best points of a season you know uh mm -hmm. halo master chief collection uh just started season eight and it's all like gladiatorial stuff mm -hmm. and it, it looks really cool it looks like stuff that you've never seen in halo but it's all kind of a uniform experience mm -hmm. right now and and i i think that's yeah, they're doing a much better job having a cohesive theme with their season i think it's likely that the season's going to be winter christmas yeah i find it hard to imagine any other one no uh, they did do a nice change with the season they uh changed it from 10 titles to just three that you earn sort of like a bronze silver gold or in this case castaway shipmate and legend i think it's a really good change it's a healthy change i don't need that many titles in my uh yeah 
my chest. I, and I, I think that's based on the feedback. I think that the, the feedback for the titles has been resounding from a lot of folks. We, we don't value the, the titles nearly as much as we value actual cosmetics. Um, so, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, if you find that title that speaks to you, if it happens to be in the, in, in the plunder pass, great. Uh, but I think a lot of people generally have one that they've already earned from commendations or world events things like that, that they tend to lean towards uh, compared to the stuff that comes into the the actual seasons. I would I would love to hear some analytics on pirates who get a title from a season pass and equip that title uh, mm-hmm. compared to what they they were using or what they've chosen to use for the most part. I would love to know like what the analytics on that are, but I, I don't think I'll Recently, ever Recently, I've been doing titles based on my outfit. Really? To, like, yeah change that up a little bit it's an idea like uh my my new favorite outfit now is using the super awesome my new favorite uh tattoos the tattoos of the siren's wrath and then the makeup of the siren's wrath yeah that's very much makes you look like a a siren holy crap i love it i love it so good i do that with the with the wicked web swept hair and the bone fearless bone crusher trouser trousers uh, holy crap, do I like that so much. You can even throw on the Scar of Sunken Sorrow if you want to look a little bit like a Siren leader. Yeah. So good. So good. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah, I like what they've been doing with this. Um, and and the, they, they've done a good job with it. The Scar is a nice Scar that you earn from the season. It's kind of scraped up all you've been waiting for. You kind of like that. Legendary items were a little underwhelming for my taste, but they may be better for others. The weapon's just like a big honk and chonkers. It's not my, not my jam. Yeah. Yeah, the the legendary stuff doesn't feel quite as as impactful as the the rest of the theme, but I think that I think a lot of that is because of the design of the one-offs in in pairing with the season theme uh compared mm-hmm. to just how do you come up with stuff that's specifically for pirate legends? And and I think the best way to go for that is take a note from the one-offs and build off of that but make it the really cool elaborate stuff, you know, keep it in theme and just make it even cooler than the stuff that's that's being offered in the regular non-pirate legend stuff how you feel about the uh, scorch cosmetics that were added um fine the scorched ashen yeah i i think it's great that they're that they're bringing in cosmetics that they're i they're recolored which is it's kind of nice to see kind of it feels like a little bit of a glow up from what i've seen um so i i appreciate that it feels like they've They've learned a lot over the over the you know from the first year when they first introduced these cosmetics. They've they've had a lot of design influence uh, over the time, and you can see it in these cosmetics. So I'm glad that they're bringing these in, uh, especially for folks who did not start playing the game at the beginning of the year. They're they're getting mm. an opportunity to add something to their uh, to their repertoire if they want to play around with their design, you know, maybe they have the, uh, the, the, the flame Lord, uh, no, what is, what is the Ashen curse? I think it's the Ashen curse. Uh, but they don't really have like the forsaken set, the scorch cosmetics to, to be able to, to really play that up because they may not have been playing at the beginning of the year. So now they have an opportunity and I, and I like that. I like having choice. I like having other people have choice as well. Yeah. And I can't explain why by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense some reason the, the devil's roar 
is a little bit uh, fallish to me. Take that for what it'll be. So I'm glad they added it now. I was a little surprised it wasn't like the winter version, like a like a, a blue glow or something. As much as people liked that blunderbuss we got, um, maybe maybe we'll get them in the winter. I'm just glad that they're finally moving away from the Kraken and the Aristocrat and then the Crab set, and now finally some of the other sets are getting some cool recolors that I, that I really like. Yeah, uh, I th- I'm not a huge fan of the color change, though. It's kind of a very gentle color change. I liked it in the fact that I didn't have the weapons. And so I got something that will still, you know, go very closely with my my ash, my normal ash and sec. If I have weapons that look really close to it. But uh, as for the clothing, I, I much prefer the ones that already came out. But I'm sure there's people that disagree with me. Nice to get the figurehead. Unfortunately, the rest of the ship set, like the Fearless Bone Crusher, is very different than the original. So. You know, take it. Yeah, I just can't. I guess I'll never get that. Big yeah. shame. It, but Bone Crusher. Oh, you mentioned this. I totally forgot. You, I only mentioned the pants. I finally get the Bone Crusher figurehead. It's a, you know not the my favorite color, but finally I wanted that Kraken skull. Yeah, and that again, it goes back to you know these were cosmetics that were were lofty at the time. Uh, they are not quite used, and we've seen a lot cooler. Uh, figureheads come out since then but if they're going to bring them back you know make them different so that people uh, can tell the difference between people who have the originals versus the the recolors and it's just it's it's nice you know it, mm-hmm. it doesn't bug me at all uh, hopefully it doesn't bug other people because as as I just mentioned there's a lot of really cool figureheads out there and the bone crusher one is cool and it looks different from the original, so it shouldn't be as painful to people who are like, no, my exclusivity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just hoping that folks uh, feel like they are still being respected for when they were originally playing the game and got the original ones compared to the folks that are just purchasing the, the recolors now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but now at this point, every full set has, has an alternative. Every, I'm sorry, every... Time limited full set now has an alternative you can get minus I guess the Wailing Barnacle the Silent Barnacle figurehead hasn't been released yet. Um, if you're if we're talking full sets, I think so. Uh, if we're talking time limited cosmetics for ship yeah, liveries, there's definitely not yet. a bunch of, of like little ones that you'll yeah. yeah but we, um, we still haven't seen a uh, a hungering one uh, refresh for that that time limited the special one like you can buy the yeah, shark one i figure the hunter one looks so similar it's probably just what it's gonna be they just stick with that the shark one yeah i think the shark one's probably the the better one to but, go with but that's cool because the, the the bone crusher and the forsaken one was was the ones we were waiting on so that, that's all really good i like it i uh, like to have the weapons and the figurehead a little disappointed with the rest uh but uh what do you think about the event have you been i know you haven't played a lot recently but have you any chance to dig into the event I've I've done a, a, enough of it to to help try and contribute to the the community goals. Um, <laughs> I, I I love that they've that they've done the community rewards. I've I've made sure that I I get access to those uh, figureheads. I I think people are having fun with it. I think f- the event overall. Um, it, it's it's tough for me to say because as much as I love it, I don't feel a huge drive to actually jump in. And I, I don't know if that's just because I don't have anyone to sail with. I think partially it is part of that. Um, we're real close as as of the time of recording this to getting our first unlock for the actual 
first figurehead, the 50 million, we're like super close. We're like 2 million away from it or less than 2 million. Uh, but then we've got like another 100 million of skeletons to murder to get the collector's version. Um, so I I like that they're doing the, I I, I think I, I really feel like I like the, the, uh, the favors over anything else. I think the favors are the best way to go about it because it's still it still leaves you to play the game the way that you want and you'll achieve it at some point if you just play the game and i think that's the best way to to approach these type of events uh and i like that the community goals are very general like there's skeletons everywhere and you don't have to do something silly to the skeletons you just have to kill them so i like the fact that it doesn't matter how you how you kill skeletons it's just the fact that you're actually doing it uh i think it bucks against the commendations that are out there right now for the sunken kingdom uh cosmetics that that you know if you want mm. if you want to get that curse or if you just want to uh complete all those commendations you're literally hunting down sirens and ocean crawlers and you know when there's a community event to kill skeletons and you're trying to work on you know ocean crawlers it, it kind of it it kind of grifts the wrong way in my in my mind That's true but I, I I would rather have the Halloween event than do the and, and do the ocean crawlers after that, because at least that stuff will stick around. The mm -hmm. community event uh, pushes me to do the thing that is going to benefit the community. It's it's a nice change. I've talked about before how it directs community behavior. We've all been so obsessed with the shrines because they're the new hotness uh, because I'm using all the latest terms the kids use. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and now, you know, when that's happened, they can direct our attention. I only did the Fort of the Damned because it was going to help with the event. And I'm really happy it did because it got me in the Halloween you know, mood and, and, and all that I talked about before. So I actually like how, you know, let's move away from the shrines. Still do the shrines at your convenience. You get a little chance to have a little something different and, 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 a, and a reason to do something different. I also like how, unlike most other events, it's taken a while for me to, to do this. You said, you know, just normally doing what you're doing. If you are expecting to earn all the rewards by just normally doing what you're doing, you're going to be sorely disappointed. It takes a little bit of making sure that you you dedicate yourself to doing them because the progress is slow on this. And, and I kind of appreciate that. That's that's fair. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a little bit tougher to to get these like you're having to earn. Uh, Was it 500 favors? for the first for the first reward for the tankard and then you have to get a thousand for the blunderbuss and two thousand for the cannon so uh this is where i'm going to say like this week it's the ships of the damned for the two times favored which i think is honestly the easiest way to go about these uh it's so easy to look for flame heart in the sky and go start attacking ghost ships uh mm -hmm. and and to start taking down um the burning blades and if you can get a couple ships on a server and start cycling some of those ghost voyages um that's really gonna do do you well and i and i will say it's the middle of the month you need to really be focusing on your uh emissary ledgers if you haven't already you've got yes. two two weeks left to try and get into those top tiers until the reset and then you've only got two more months to try and get those cosmetics so really really think about like your time on the seas what are you working towards and start using some of these events to really kind of help push okay i know i want to get these cosmetics for the event it's going on until november 4th 
this month maybe i should really focus on uh doing the order of souls emissary and maybe the the merchant maybe you can run out and do some lost voyages as well too and work on merchant reapers and order of souls uh and then leave athena and gold hoarder to next month depending on whatever the event is for that um but yeah two times favors for the ships of the damned uh this this week so if you do an alliance you get extra favor but if you do any of that you still get at least two times the typical favors that you normally would so get out there start sinking ships uh that are pve related not pvp related <laughs> Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show logan can we talk about the shrines and treasuries real quick you mind yeah yeah i wanted to make sure you didn't have anything else you wanted to touch on um but yeah but real quick i do mean that probably more notes about shrines and treasuries or so probably about the same amount of time after. okay just shows that you can't trust anything i say fair well i mean that's that's always the case but yeah you wanted to talk about shrines and treasuries yes let me tell you something i think that the shrines and treasuries are such a fun addition to this game uh i th- when i hmm, i have so many thoughts hitting all at once i gotta narrow it down to one some things I think I've heard and I and I expected to hear was mm-hmm. that um, oh they were fun to do once and then what am I going to save the same solve the same puzzle again I'm like, yeah uh, and I was I was I was thinking oh of course that's got to be true and I was shocked uh, pleasantly surprised to find out that that wasn't the case these these shrines are just plain fun to do yeah. and uh, which is so important in any sort of game design oh is it challenging yes that's is it challenging is it is it um is it rewarding? All these things are just ways to define whether or not something's fun. And these things are a lot of fun. And part of what defines I'm gonna make these things fun are are split into like the one-time things and the the repetitive things. The first time you explore it, of course, is a unique amount of fun that, that you'll never get back for any game. If your favorite game in the world is, I don't know, Ocarina of Time, yes, the first time but you, you did it was wonderful. Oh boy, I wish I could have it erased my mind so I experienced it the first time again. Yeah. But you've also played it seven times since. Yeah. The, there's more to fun to it than that first experience. But there, yes, of course, there's a lot of fun first exploring and, and, and solving. There but, are but, th- there are a contingent of people who who for whatever reason they will they will have a favorite game, but they only have ever played that game once. So I, I don't want to discredit just the sheer sure. sheer mentality of of folks who feel like they are satisfied 
with a single playthrough of something. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but but Rare did a, a brilliant thing where each shrine is very different, or it's mostly different. So, oh, is this a platforming shrine? Well, platforming isn't about figuring out where to jump next. It's about executing, mostly. Yeah. So I get to execute that every time. And if you're going to try to tell me that trying to get better at platforming isn't uh isn't fun then you're not watching the new metroid dread speed run i'm not i'm not but <laughs> i'm waiting i'm waiting until i beat the game but man i want to jump into those mm. oh boy I've, I've mastered a um a uh a, a skip that's it's, it's oh my gosh it's so much fun because then you're like well good luck fl- playing the rest of the game without space jump and you have to learn all sorts of new techniques to con- so cool to do these anyway uh so anyway my point was that uh, most of these shrines since they each offer something new and different well, there's a lot of repetitive value to them not all of them there were some that like the lever puzzles were find the levers and now just hitting levers isn't exactly thrilling yeah uh, but most of them are still great i i mean i uh there's just a lot of fun it was a good design a, a good design decision that did them buckets of favors the the nice thing is is that the the loot is a roughly about the same type of loot that you'll get regardless of which one you go to. So if you find one that you're good at or have memorized and you can execute it quickly, uh, or some some of them are just easier to do than others because you're more comfortable with those. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to to be like, hey, I happen to be in this area. This shrine's super easy, and there's no one around. It's a quick way to get some some treasure without necessarily having to to like slog through one of the ones where you have to go and you know kill a bunch of sharks or uh find all remember memorize where all the levers are in what sequence and and swim around and get attacked by sirens like there's simple ones where it's just run around light a bunch of lanterns uh mm-hmm. hop around on a bunch of bowsprits things like that where it's it's you know it's up to the person to find the ones that they're comfortable with that they can do where they say hey it's it's an opportunity for me to get more treasure because i just happen to be right here doing it anyway mm-hmm. yeah i think the environments themselves are a reason just to go into them they're they're so different from what we usually experience that's nice just to be in the environment to hear the atmospheric music which is amazing the sound design is awesome rare always i can't believe that consistently they've knocked it out of the park with sound design not just music which is great here the ambient music just the other day i was appreciating hearing cannon fire in the distance they they keep that they've consistently kept it up with this update as well i wish they released the songs and sound bites uh, uh separately so we can hear them there's like little little riffs they do when they release a new ship set that i i wish they would release i really want to hear the mutinous fist one i liked it and i wish i could just have this but to, even just the sound bites of of the statues going oh yeah. able to play it and mess around with it an editor yeah so at least those rare they i don't know why but for some reason they have mastered the water and the 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 discoverability of fun in sea of thieves like the adventurous nature of sea of thieves and the sound design caters so much to that that for whatever reason every time they introduce new sounds to the game i feel like i can usually 100 percent of the time trust them so whoever's designing the sounds and then whoever's uh coding those into the game stellar job you're you're knocking it out of the park i feel comfortable anytime there's a sound in the game that i can trust what that sound means that it's distinct enough from others 
and that I I can understand the context of that sound. And that, that says a lot about how you try and build up uh, some of the things. I think the one time I think I've been slipped up is uh, the levers uh, shrine that we've gone to where it's it's really tough to pinpoint where the rock slabs are moving once you've completed one set of the, yes, the yes, levers. Yeah. That's the only time I've been ever like tried Correct. to pinpoint audibly where something's going on and I can't quite I can't quite get it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's necessarily yeah. on the game or on me or a little bit of both. But uh, outside of that, they're great. There is a lever in the, the Shrine of the Coral Tomb that I just don't know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done it like four times and I've just I don't know what that lever does. <laughs> When you enter, you can go to the left tunnel, right tunnel, take the left tunnel on the left floor. After a little bit will be a, a little stone lever. No clue what it does. I would love if that lever is just a lever where they're just like spawning the Kraken and somewhere someone's like, oh my Holy God, crap. what the that hell? Amazing. <laughs> no one would ever know because it would be such a weird connection. But Rare is yeah. just like, hey, you know what? Wouldn't it be funny if we put a trigger in the game where if someone flips this this lever, someone else on the server gets Kraken? They were like, God, that would be great. No one would ever figure it out. But God, that would be great. Let's do it. And they did it. And no one, you know, now is the first time anyone's even broaching the concept of that. That would, that's, I would love that. Do that rare. <laughs> uh, I like how the environments inside are often tailored to the region. Like the ones in the ancient isles yeah. have all ancient architecture, things like this. Really love that. Shipwreck uh, and the, and the, um, uh, the the one with Duke's journals in it next to Shipwreck Bay, like such a such a cool little treat just to be like, hey, this is where a ship battle happened. You're right next to the island called Shipwreck Bay, and you're going to be diving through shipwrecks to to get mm. through this uh, this shrine. Really cool. The new mermaids look nice. They might be the same model. Damn, I'm not sure, but I, I the purple smoke that comes out is really nice effect. Yeah, I think they're. I think they might be different, but I haven't paid as close attention. What are your top three favorite shrines? Oh God, um, I would have to say uh, Shrine of Ancient Tears for sure. Um, the oh God, you're, you're putting me on the spot now. I'm trying to remember what the names are and what they are because I've I've done them enough times to know what to do, but I haven't done them to the point where I've memorized uh, mm. what they're actual actually. Well, called. while you're thinking, well, I give mine. Okay. I, I agree with you, Shrine of Ancient Tears. That's number one for those of you who don't have it memorized as well. That's the one where you have to step on a bunch of um, switches and open up areas in the shrine. Yeah, it's love got, it. Great. Got the big pool in the middle. Absolutely yes. love that one. God, that's such a cool one. Ocean's Fortune. It's with all the ship, the 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 the, the figureheads and it's a bunch of platforming masts. masts and stuff. I like that one. A lot. And uh, the Shrine of Tribute, which is the flooded ancient one, I like a lot of. Those are my top three. I think it's such a just swimming and having that water ambience for like that's an exaggeration, but for the whole time you're in there is really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on uh on the Shrine of Tributes. I think that one's a, a really nice one as well too. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones because there's uh, let's see, no, that's the, that's the uh, the siren citadel not the uh the the one with the switches ah see i didn't i wasn't really a big fan of the switches one i'm trying to think of i don't like the tomb one as much because uh, again the the slabs and the and the levers and stuff so i think i'm kind of mm, i think i'm kind of with you well you know what 
I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the flooded embrace. And and the reason for it is because they have galleon shipwrecks in there with working doors, and I so want the galleons uh to have working oh. doors. <laughs> That's why. A, a delightful reason for that to be your favorite. I love that so much. Yeah. Good sh- I all overall really do like them. But I, I mm. do have to agree that the the ones that you listed are, are probably the the coolest designed ones because I think they they best uh, replicate the fun aspects of the different tall tales. I think mm-hmm. it really capitalizes on that. And and if we get an opportunity to see new things in the world that are are tailored to these type of experiences, I really hope that they look at the ones that we talked about as kind of. Uh, foundations for what to build off of you know we asked for them to expand the map downwards and they did yeah really happy with it these guys are great contributions i'll dump down i'll jump down know that i'll have a get a bunch of treasure and have a little bit of fun doing it you know sometimes as much fun as digging x marks a spot can be i find these just to be a little more fun way of getting treasure there's a little there's a little bit of uh fun anxiety with it um you you have to abandon your ship you know you're going to get treasure, so there's a reward going to it. And then when you come up, even if your ship's not there, your loot is still protected. So it's kind of like that uh, Bill Murray scene from Little Shop of Horrors where he knows he's going to get a candy bar when he goes to the dentist. But the pain that he has to go through to get to the de- to, to be at the dentist uh, is is like it's, you, you know, there's a guaranteed reward even if you have to deal with losing your ship which is a really weird reference, but Hey, it's Halloween. Cause it's a little spoopy. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Maybe you? my biggest, my biggest um, criticism with this content update is that I don't know how to feel about having to abandon your ship like that. It's I tough. think it, and it, I say this because of this, it leaves you with an option of, Hey, which of your crew isn't going to have fun. Who's going to stay behind. If you choose to leave somebody behind, which one of your crew is not going to experience the new content? Yeah, I don't. I don't need you to introduce another reason for me and for us to debate and and stuff of who's. Hey, which one of you is just not going to have fun for the next twenty minutes? Ugh, I mean, that's I tough. don't think that's a healthy game design. It I understand risk versus reward is a great game design, but if you're going to mitigate the risk by having somebody bored out of their mind, that's that's just really lame. The and so. I, it's, I just don't like it. The okay, so the, it's it's not a perfect uh it's it's not a perfect um analogy or or uh, rebuttal, but I I did kind of think about this in the sense that um if you are going out with your friends to say like a a bar, um there's always someone who has to not drink. Uh, unless you hire like a taxi and there's a risk with hiring a taxi because there may, you know, or an Uber or something because you're never going to, you know, you may have to wait or it may cost a lot uh, compared to taking your own vehicle and just having someone be the designated driver. Um, and while I do admit that the designated driver at least gets to go into the bar to, to experience some of the fun, even if they're not going to be, uh, you know, drinking um, any kind of liquor or anything. Uh, they they will still get to be in the atmosphere. So, you know, having someone on the ship, you're you're effectively assigning someone the designated driver uh, title. Like they have to be the one that's responsible. They won't necessarily get to go down and have the fun of going into the shrine or the treasury, but they're doing the responsible thing. And while that's not always fun, it's there's a reason why it's important. And and it's because you're you're trying to make sure that the people that you're with are having a good time without putting too much risk uh, involved. 
And it's it that's tough when you when you apply that to a video game and entertainment franchise where you are trying to have a sense of escapism to be able to ha- to enjoy the time that you're putting into it. So I do agree that it is a big ask for you to to take someone and set them aside and say, hey, you're supposed to be enjoying yourself right now, but you can't because we need someone to watch for another ship. Uh, at the same time, if you're if you're going to do this, you you have to be you know this is the risk involved. You either have a couple drinks and you wait it out and you have some water and then you you feel like you're still good to go, and the risk is still there, but it's not as as risky because you've you've learned how to do the shrine quickly and you're not going to be away from your ship as much. Um, and at that point, you're 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 trying to mitigate it while still having fun. And I I think that there's an opportunity to kind of tweak the the formula on this but it's no different than having a shrine where everyone is going to go into the shrine even though you know everyone someone should stay out on the ship while everyone is working on the shrine because it's timed i think that is an incentive for everyone to jump into the the shrines to to make sure or not the shrines the um the gold vaults yes sorry replace every word that i said shrine with with gold vault uh because those are timed everyone feels like they have to get in there to make sure that everyone's working on getting all the gold and treasure out with the shrines there's no timer it's at your leisure so because that instead of uh because there's no time limit you feel like you can actually supplant one of the people that are going down as a lookout so that it's safer for you to abandon your ship but essentially you're abandoning your ship at an island when you go do a gold vault and no one no one seemed concerned about that you know you're right that was a bad analogy yeah well the gold vault's three minutes or however the heck long whenever you do tunnel vision you cut out a little bit say hey somebody get back to the ship or somebody climb the top down take a look or it's only three minutes inside the vault uh which is different than 15 minutes down in the the treasury and it taking five minutes of swimming to get back if you decide to go back for a quick look around i think it's bad game design anyone who looks at a designated driver and says "Ooh, let me make a, a game around that uh shouldn't be a game developer that's fair. Um, again, I knew it wasn't a perfect analogy, but it's it's the closest thing I could come up with is, is something that you know, mm-hmm. I used to do. Um, I, I didn't always get to go have fun and drink with my friends, but I, I was at least doing the responsible thing, which, you know, not always the case. On the same vein of criticizing Rare, uh, a quick small thing, I think the treasurer of Sunken Kingdom should show a uh, commendation, should give it, should shows, should... <laughs> I think the treasurer of the sunken kingdom commendation should show that it gives a scar much like how the curse of the sunken kingdom commendation shows that it gives the curse of sunken sorrow there. I got through the whole sense. There you go. You did it. I uh, don't know why I didn't. was very uh, pleasantly surprised to get the, the scars, but I don't know why it was a surprise to shown like the scars, like the uh, curse was. Yeah, maybe maybe th- an oversight, but yeah, definitely good to point out. I think that um, they should. I'm actually very shocked that they didn't balance a number of tridents in a uh, treasury. The treasuries are are what's the word? Uh, trivial because you have so many tridents. Just it's just not going to be a, a challenge. At least forts are challenge, and you bring tools with you maybe to make it easier or faster. I'm okay or with that. Fire bomb, fire bombs along yeah. the way, but. The fact that there's so many tridents makes it trivial and less fun, in my humble opinion. I wouldn't be shocked if those got nerfed, the number amount of them. Honest, honestly, uh, I like the I like the number of tridents in there because they, they can be used for other stuff. And 
because they're so plentiful, uh, I it's it's one of those things where it was a a learning uh, place for me. It was a, it I learned how to use tridents uh, effectively thanks to the treasuries, and because of that, I would much rather have that in for people who are new to the game or haven't had much time to really play around with those uh to really have a a little training area for how to play with uh tridents mm-hmm. well, that's, that's fair i also think it's uh a little i would like for the mermaids to have anti-ship attack i may have even said that before uh they they talk uh on twitter they were like oh why did why were the shipments it was the mermaids and there's so many journals about mermaids attacking ships and there's like oh look at all these ships and figureheads in this shrine it's because the mermaids attack the ships and they can't attack your ship right if they could not my idea i heard someone else have a really good idea of they could scratch holes in your ship and their arm sticks through the hole and slashes you gotta beat back the arm to board up the hole if if that's uh, the case i want to be able to use the plank to beat back the hand <laughs> smack it like you're using a baseball bat get out of here and i want to extend a personal thank you here uh, publicly for getting people to call the breaths of the sea listerine bottles that's what they are i introduced you to that concept and i said i i i wish more than anything for this to spread i tried to get the in-between to spread for the 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 sea of the dam when you transition those tunnels of the dam that they're called up the in-between i wish it was spread and who, nobody cared Who's this random six-piece chicken big nobody that's telling me to call things things? I don't listen to him. But Listerine bottles, they are Listerine bottles. Everyone should call them Listerine bottles. Spread the word at home. That's the way you got to do it. It's perfect. It's great. Thank you for helping me with that. Oh, no problem. I, I think it's hilarious. They they It does remind me of Listerine whenever we look at them. It's just like, ah, yeah. And it, and it makes sense because in my mind, uh, the, the, the stuff that's in the bottles was the same stuff that's in the mermaid gems. And the mermaid gems were used by the Siren Queen uh, to turn the, the the warrior into the Siren King. So, you know, what better way to say I love you than fresh breath? So I, I can't think of anything that will take away your singing voice and your song of the mermaid faster than green. I see why they were cursed. <laughs> you cut out a little bit, but I, I got it. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I must so, have gargled some Listerine beforehand. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, was there anything else about the shrines and treasuries you wanted to dive into? No, we covered it all. Good okay. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I have my criticisms. When do I not? But all together, very fun. Definitely. Um, what else did you want to jump into? Well, you know, I've, I've been reading the patch notes. How dare as you? As they come out, as you do. As one does when you making content. Do, <laughs> uh, and and I, was, I was really, I'm very delighted to see a lot of these changes. Uh, like yeah. when earning uh, ancient coins, now they show up on your screen. That's great. You've mentioned that before. Uh, they did things like just this most recent update won't allow skeleton fort or fort of the damn keys or etc. Certain things to be put and 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 scurried away into the mermaid statues. That's Good a- changes and there's just so many um, bug fixes coming out with all of these. It's really really quite wonderful. If I ever recommend this game to somebody, it inevitably is followed with, but it's a buggy game. I have to say that because it is. It very much is. Yeah. And if if they keep coming out with all these quality, not even quality of life. I would love quality of life, but just the bug fixes, all these changes. They're just so healthy for a game, and it really, you know, helps take it up to a triple A level game. You know, until they really come out, I, I make jokes about calling it a double A game, but this is really helping to to lift it up and, and add that level of polish that used to make companies like um, Blizzard so so popular back when they were. That that's the thing. Um, the the difference here is 
polish uh, and time to polish. And I think that studios should make sure that they are adding that time in with their updates as well. Make sure that you are affording uh, enough content for players to stay to stay in interested in the game, but also make sure that you're adding enough time to be able to test the stuff uh, to make sure that this stuff is 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 getting the the kinks are getting ironed out. Um, I like many have accepted that uh, issues with hit registration during active times on a server are going to be a thing. Um, I just plan my attacks out for that uh, and and make sure that I'm I'm prepared. I have blunder bombs or something to to accept the fact that I that some of my shots are not going to land. Uh, but with things like you know the like you you brought it up the sunken mermaid statues um you used to be able to put things like reapers chests and reapers bounties in them uh and they would disappear off the map it's something i brought up uh i think two episodes ago one or two episodes ago and it was kind of it was kind of crazy it was kind of weird that they would just disappear into this void and you know rare listen to the feedback or the or they knew about it and didn't have time to work on it but they did come back out and they fixed it so you should no longer be able to use uh things like that and in as a result uh you can now use um the the key items i i want to say key items but they're the quest items for like the legendary voyage uh you can actually put those in the sunken mermaid statues and not just have them disappear now so it's it's fixes to the content that they're introducing that i appreciate and and this was a hot fix that came out uh, we've had the, the, the season four for a bit now, but they are actively working on making sure that some of the bugs that are introduced with this new content are being put out, uh, before the next, the next season. So I like that they're willing to, to hot fix a long time ago. They said that they would only hot fix major issues. It feels like they're addressing some of these things that are not, uh, explained. And, and I think that's the worst thing is, is for someone who doesn't read patch notes, uh, they should never have to worry about sticking a, a quest item in one of the sunken mermaid statues. If it gives you the opportunity and it just have it disappear, have it bug out and not work and then have them wonder what the heck just happened. What did they do wrong? Cause that's the worst is when they, when they introduce something like this and players feel like they did something wrong when they don't know if the game intended it for that to happen or or if it's if if it's working as intended or if it's just a bug and that's the worst feeling so i i'm i'm with you i think these are great changes uh or great fixes for the game i think they need to stay on top of it uh and and we can definitely look to having some of the quality of life stuff worked in for future seasons hopefully yes you know and and they have a i don't know if this is a philosophy decision or a um, just a communication and um, just the way it ended up working out. But there, there are like stealth changes that happen. Those are usually pretty egregious when they're stealth nerfs, like uh, the grade five uh, emissary quest for merchants just stealthily out of nowhere got reduced in, in cash value. Didn't make it a mention of that at all. That was kind of gross in my opinion. Here, uh, one we had here was uh, the tridents you could store into mermaid statues and it would bug out the statue. So they ended up disabling it without saying anything. And then after this update, it's re-enabled and it works correctly. They never mentioned anything about that. Now, I, I wish they would be more transparent. Uh, 
you benefit the doubt says that it just slipped through the cracks, but it could be a design philosophy. Certain things they're just not going to announce. Who knows? It's it's tough because they've got balanced designers and they've got engineers that are feeding the 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 you know they've got their Jira stuff that they're working on, and while they're working on these changes <sighs> for a hotfix, uh, not all of that information gets sent to uh, the PR team or the CM team where they are building the patch notes for for release and. Uh, you know, maybe that, maybe that's something that needs to be added to Jira, you know, on, on top of the fix is like, Hey, you know, if you're going to close out this thing, make sure that you send an email to whoever, uh, to make sure that this change gets, uh, added to the patch notes. Even if the patch notes are 15 pages long, I, I would like to have some of this stuff at least explained. It was one of the main criticisms mm. I had with, uh, CD project red when they were working on cyberpunk, they were doing these stealth changes and bug fixes and they weren't expressly stating them to the point where now they, they expressly state every change that comes to the game. And that's the point of patch notes. The point of patch notes is to explain the changes in this patch. And if they're doing, you know, stealth stuff like this, where it's just not getting communicated, I, I can forgive that, but I would, I would ask that they try to include as many of those as possible. Yeah. It affects the I, meta. You may have heard before that if you, um, equip a tall tale while doing an Athena quest, there's a new little one out there. You know, I'm sure you've heard there was a change like, Oh, you, the you did cut out a little bit when you equip a tall tale when on an Athena quest and then it went blank the on skeleton's me. health are, are reduced from the Athena health. Ah, uh, which is nice because usually take forever. Yeah, I don't know if I they've remember. ever fixed that. It would have to be a stealth fix know. if they did. Yeah, I don't but know uh, there's a new one out there. We're all, I think most of us are aware of like, oh, the patch crawlers take longer after completing an activity to spawn. We're all very happy with that. They seem to spawn like so much. Oh, did I just finish my quest on how to kill a hundred crawlers? Still seems a little much to me. But anyway, if you are doing heart of fire, so I'm told, crawlers don't spawn. Hmm. Try I guess it for yourself. I get. I'm. I'm okay with the heart of fire one not working because I. I can't imagine that there are going to be too many ocean crawlers out in the Devil's Roar. It. It is a. It is already a tough area. Uh, yeah. To to add crawlers to that would just. It would probably turn me off from going over to that area even more. Mm. Uh, one of the things I loved. Uh, they did some. I did it a while ago but i just wasn't haven't been on since as i loved the uh swimming hitting space to, to rise up oh yeah yeah the, like the any ascend. person getting a good treat let me complain why don't i have more i do wish there was a button to go down uh but of course i really do like this change it's a great change yeah yeah i think uh i think with the the introduction of uh the the shrines and the treasuries it was clear that they needed to have an easy way for for xbox controller players to be able to uh get out of them if they weren't going to be using the the merfolk statues uh so yeah having the swim up is great i i instinctively hit x expecting to go down and that doesn't happen so it said I, it slows you down yes <laughs> so i always i yeah i would love if they have uh at least a key bind option for me um so when i do get a nice elite controller and i can start adding like shift capabilities to the buttons i can i can at least program that so that you know i can have like an up and down that would be great i've been very even keeled and uh, i'd like to take this opportunity to yell at rare rare i don't understand how you can be so disconnected from your play. how can you develop a game for this long sit down play the game compete in arena tournaments that you host which is a little weird by the way that you would do that but anyway what if you want what do you want 
surprise. I don't get that. Uh, like hosting a, a capstan contest as a podcast host, but then being able to enter and win the capstan. I'm sorry, what? That, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, so rare. How can you be so disconnected from your game that you don't understand what the problem is with the rowboat? It's not that I can't get access to the chest. You've made five changes now to how to get access to the chest. It's that when I'm picking something up from the rowboat, I instead sit in it. That's the thing I need you to solve. They recently updated so that, hey, when you're looking at the chest, there's a button for the chest. There's a button to sit down. You get to see both at once. You can choose you want. It's holding interact. There, we solved your problem. I'm still sitting down when I want to pick up my Ashen Wind Skull. Fix this. Do you never store stuff on your robots, Rare? Do you not play your game? Why can't you fix this? It's so simple. Just change the keybind or I just, I can't, I'm, I'm dying. I'm literally, I'm literally figuratively dying. It's the, it, yeah, it's the problem with interact. Interact is the, the key uh, function for us to be able to grab stuff. Just make it a different button. What button? Is that the button that I pick up my stuff for? Make it a different button to, to, to get right. under the robot. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's work this out. We've got hold to sit uh and we've got the the option for a different button for being able to access the crate in the rowboat what button on a controller would you use to be able to pick up an item oh i'm not cringe i don't use a controller so I'm, i wouldn't i'm not I've got a keyboard i'm not asking what you're using i'm saying on a controller what button would they want to assign so that you would have a distinct difference between picking something up versus sitting down i don't i don't know what the controller buttons do so i wouldn't whatever the reload button is literally any other button that you want to be is it a reload make Re it reload reload is an automatic thing what are you talking about you don't have a reload button no we don't have a reboot reload button what does r do you fire the what you're right no you're right you're right <laughs> r is to open up the crate you're right well then r there you go okay so when you're in a rowboat and there's items in it you have Two key it's binds. just something that you're not doing. What would you not do on a rose of the uh, I wouldn't hit Q. Probably probably wouldn't hit Q too often. Open your radial. Maybe X. Maybe just X could be it. On keyboard, it's real freaking easy. Just a different button. That's all. I know. I know. But I, I'm not talking to the PC gamer. I'm talking to the Xbox player. Well, they don't deserve love or happiness. So oh I don't know why God. you're talking to Moving them. on. Ships spawning closer. This was a thing that was in a while ago. Why is this in your notes? Oh, I'm, look who's reading off of my notes. I'm skipping over it because I thought we were kind of moving out. I've got a little bit of a timing <laughs> feel for things and thought, ah, we'll just move beyond it. But one of the patch notes had things about ships spawn a little bit closer to the dock. It was just another example of a quality of life change. But I thought I've given enough. I was going to bring it up. But you brought it up now, so we brought it up. Just another example of great little quality of life changes and, and patches that they're doing. And I think it's great. Unlike what they do with the rowboat, just make it a different button. It's fine. Actually, I'm I'm not okay with that. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from. So, what? Okay, if you didn't want to talk about ships spawning closer, but you still want to spend more time talking about it than the fact that it actually was brought up, uh, what did you want to bring it? I think it's cool that we're getting stuff from tall tales coming back you've mentioned this before we didn't really see many traps reappearing i mean the the island what sailors bounty you can have riddles that are down in the trap area i can think of that you see traps in um in, in in the game proper but you know it's nice hey look we have all these cool things from the tall tale we're bringing into the game like all these shrines and all the mechanics from the shrines are all spread out among them some of the areas 
in the Fort of the Damned, not Fort of the Damned, my gosh, uh, the, the Sea of the Damned, are, are cool. And I think it would be great to, this would be a great opportunity to bring them into the game. Things like the swamps, the really cool enclosed rock tunnel mm-hmm. that uh, we traveled through. I mean, there's, there's more opportunities for these cool environments you brought into the game. I really hope we see these things get brought in. I'm glad they, they've started and I really hope they, they continue to do so. It's just great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like little things like that. It's the, the, the swamp, especially. Do you think we are ever going to get ocean crawlers boarding our ships? <sighs> do, do you, did they promise it? Did we mishear them? Have they changed their minds? What do you feel about that? It's it's a the problem is, is that they are taking aspects of the tall tale and presenting them as uh, introductions for a mechanic. And I, I don't think that we're going to get them outside of tall tales boarding uh which as i i kind of I, I i would like and i wouldn't like because there's those times where i'm sailing i go afk and i'm gonna do something and i may not be paying attention and an ocean crawler hops on while i'm gone murders me and then starts i don't know turning the ship into a, a, a island i don't you know make up your own thing there but uh there's moments where i know i am a hundred percent safe on my ship as long as i don't have someone attacking me mm. and i and i appreciate that just out of the sheer knowledge that that is it is not a problem that's that a i'm going to run into uh megs can spawn that's an audio cue but they aren't going to attack your ship all the time uh krakens will spawn but that is a world event so because it's an emergent thing, it's a big thing and you can still turn out of it without getting like sucked off your ship. Uh, yeah. Who has an experience? I've got to go get a drink real quick or do something real quick. Yeah. I jump on my ship because skeletons are going to spawn and kill me. Yeah. I think maybe it'd be, you'd have a limitation, I would say, if you know, you're on shore, but they don't spawn only when you're in opens. But uh, I understand that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I guess the last thing I really want to talk about would be the top 10 things Caleb would like to see come to. I do this every episode. It's a great delight of mine. So I'd like to hit you real quick with number 10. If you've ever played Breath of the Wild, there's a really cool thing that happens some nights where a shooting star falls from the sky. And the other game, I had a glitch where where a um, a ship was just flying up in the air, then going back down to the ground, flying up into the air and going down back into the ground. It's a visual glitch. It looked very strange, but it, I, I thought it, it made me it made me think, wouldn't it be so cool is if you just saw a shooting star come and slam into the ground and much like Breath of the Wild, something was was there that you could collect at the end. That'd be a cool new collectible tracking it down. Maybe that's where the uh, the uh, Reaper chests come from instead of just random shipwrecks. You see them get launched and dropped in. Maybe that's a dumb example, but I don't know. There's I, a reason it's not number 10, number not number one, but I think it'd be cool. We we have mermaid gems. What about like uh, pearls or uh, diamonds, things like that you Ooh. that you wouldn't expect, but uh, because of, and, and not to say that this is what's falling, but because of the impact, the heat that's created mm. from this this rock, it, it crystal, crystallizes uh, the sand enough to where it, it creates like a quartz or something that could be used uh as like a weapon so that's a valuable thing for them and uh the the falling star uh ends up resulting in like uh some sort of glassy uh object that is is something that you could trade in number nine tall tale items should sell for gold if you steal it from somebody there's nothing you can do with them it's sea of thieves let me do something with it you could return it (laughs) sea of usps yeah (laughs) 
I, I don't I don't necessarily want the tall tale items to, to sell for gold. I like the fact that that's one of those things where it's like, you know what? You did a thing towards someone who had no intention of earning any actual gold. They were just trying to experience the story and you you messed with them. And as a result, you didn't get anything except for the satisfaction of taking the thing that they can get when they hop servers and restart the checkpoint. Do you think that you shouldn't be able to sell the gold hoarder's head? I that's tough because um there's it, it's much like the the chest of everlasting sorrow it's it's not something that you need to do for the tall tale but it is kind of a nice little bonus um but things like the 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 shrine keys or um uh the the tricksters keg things like that like I just it's it doesn't serve any purpose to anyone to to mess with that stuff it doesn't hold any value it's literally just something that helps further the story and if I could pull a page out of uh, Jeff Onan's book, who from the Golden Sands blog post, they were on uh, D, the, the uh, uh, DK Vines uh, podcast, the, the conversation. When they were recapping season four, they brought up that they that the idea of the tall tales should be server instanced um, the way that the first and third pirate's life is the case. I think that I, I like that idea. I would like to see that idea talked about a little bit more because I think that if people want to go in and they want to experience the story, they want to experience the lore, uh, just let them do that for, for Frick's sake. Just let them, you know, for, for, uh, for anyone that's trying to just have an experience that they can share with someone who doesn't necessarily play the game, it'd be great if they didn't have to worry about someone coming over and being a jerk and them not even getting anything out of it like it decentivizing people messing with story driven content uh for me at least gives a sense of like oh they're on a tall tale let's go find someone that has something that's actually valuable and leave that person to do their own thing because they're not trying to earn gold you can steal from someone who's trying to earn gold but they're just mm -hmm. trying to experience story i think you're a very unique pirate who determines what an enemy ship is doing before sinking them. I don't normally board somebody, see if they have a tall tale down before sinking them. I I will sink someone regardless. But if I find out that they're on a tall tale, I usually leave the item on the on the, the sand near True an that. island. Number eight. I think the Athena shop should show the preview of you in your clothes. Other shops do. Don't know why Athena shop doesn't. Yeah, that's something that I think has been overlooked. Number seven, I would love the ability to transfer large quantities from one storage location to another. This probably only bothers people who have been on the seas for a long time, accrued a lot of supplies, but being able to like, oh, I got to or So when you say, hey, you organize the crates, that's a job as much as manage all the sails or any other thing on the ship. It's its own job. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I know that this, this is feedback that they've that they've heard. Uh, I, I've heard that they want to see about trying to implement a system like this, but I, I don't know the engineering behind it. And I'm not sure that who talked about it uh, understood the engineering behind it either. So uh, it's something that they're aware of. But at the same time, a couple of years ago, they said that they were they, they thought that they could uh, implement a system that allowed you to procedurally switch from uh, one ship type to another ship type without having to leave the server. And <laughs> that still hasn't gotten gotten brought into the game. So that might just <laughs> it might just be a big engineering issue that they just, you know, designers want and say that should be possible. And then engineers come back and say that's not possible. So that may be the case. And as it I think maybe you mentioned it or not forgive me if it was now that they're done with the pirate's life they have all the stuff that you can get to whereas before they really had to focus on the pirate's life even if they wanted to do something 
or even knew how to do something, well, the, the hours build had to be going towards a pirate's life. Yeah, it, it that does it. it, it uh, we don't see that's the trouble is we don't know what they're working on, so we don't know. Oh, well, now that you're done with a pirate's life, now you can finally get to fixing fix uh, hit registration. It's like, well, what what are they working on now? Obviously, they're yeah. not sitting there thinking like, all right, good. Job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you're completed right. the right. game. No need to bring any further content to the so we don't <laughs> we don't know what they're doing, but uh, whatever you're they're right. working on, I'm sure we'll probably like it. Uh, I think we would just like it if some of the stupid things that we come up with um, are at least addressed, uh, whether they can or can't do it, or it's just not in the cards right now. I think that's the main thing. Number six, except for bosses, I think enemies should be harpooned onto your ship when you harpoon them. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to harpoon a skelly keg onto my ship and then uh, go jump off the ship and, and let my unsuspecting allies discover their new friend. I I think that would be hilarious. Um, yes, it would be. It'd be great. But I also I also like being able to kill chickens with harpoons. And they, they, oh yeah, boy! Can we can we really give that up? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if we can give that up, man. <laughs> Ma- imagine harpooning animals Look, onto your ship, and you got pigs and chickens hopping about. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is an island that I loathe, Crooks, Crooked Mass. When when I get to that island, I do not set foot on that island, but I will use the harpoon to snipe snakes and then use the harpoon <laughs> to subsequently gather said snake meat. I don't want to see that gone. <laughs> but don't you want little chickens running around your boat? I mean, I can do that anywhere. I can. I, I, and yes, I would like little chickens running around on the boat, much like I have like little pets running around the boat. But if that's the case, let me just let me just buy the let me just buy the can chicken. You there isn't a chicken pet. I can. And I. so many I, people like you would put chickens in cages and leave them on their ship as their pet. You think that would have been a, a pet? Well, I, I think they don't want to confuse people on how they get animal merchant uh, stuff yeah i suppose that makes sense but i mean it, it just make it a rooster in that case you know make it something that's not a gatherable pet or mm-hmm. a, a, a animal you know come up with something something else but um yeah it's it is it's a weird thing but anyway moving in moving on number five the salt emote should have salt again it had salt for like a couple days after it came out then they removed it don't know why it needs to come back and the swabbing story emote should have props little bucket and sponge those are wonderful i, I can't believe they don't uh, shame, yeah. shame on you rare I'm, I'm i'm rubbing my pointer fingers together against you rare yeah I'm, I'm with you on that you should be able to have little props and stuff like that number four cursed cannonball should be throwable oh my gosh that would be so much fun and it would make doing i don't know what again the rare they don't play You're firing cut. cursed cannonballs at my skeletons for all your kill grog bald skeleton challenges but if i could throw a grog ball at a group of skeletons then i'd do it yeah i i wonder how that uh lore wise i want i want to i want to speak to that i wonder how the lore aspect of that works is there something about the cannons lore wise that says that you you have to use a cannon for the cursed cannonball you already Mm -hmm. hold the cursed cannonball in your hand so yeah i just had an idea okay because they they talked about this on a uh Back when they did their their streams with the content creators, yeah, they said they found it to be imbalanced, and I just thought of a way just now to balance it. Mm-hmm. At least for the green ones, when you throw them, they're not area effect; they're direct hit only. Interesting. So instead of it throwing it on the ground to make everyone fall asleep, you would have mm-hmm. to actually hit the person hit with the it. The one guy, yeah. 
I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't really exactly balance the purple ones if they're imbalanced by hand, but I think boarding an enemy ship and then hitting with a curse ball might actually be, you know, on par to actually hitting them from far away that's, with a cannon. I don't think that's the imbalance part. The it's that's really tough because I can I can see the play. I can I can one hundred percent see you shooting out and um, you know missing the board, but having an anchor ball and tossing throwing, the anchor yeah. ball and throwing it. Like I can totally see how that would be really really cool. Uh, but it that at that point that would be a really because there are there's there's two things in the game that I notice um, or, or two aspects of fights that I notice uh, I can tell when there's some Call of Duty players playing Sea of Thieves because they do not know how to <laughs> they do not know how to sail they know how to board and they know how to shoot but they cannot sail for for pittance and <laughs> I can sail circles around them and I absolutely love having that traversal that that knowledge of how to how to be a good navelman um and and they as long as i don't let them on my ship i'm solid but giving them the opportunity to do that without any effort from the ship really does kind of irk me mm. well maybe much like the single target maybe you have to hit the t- are you hitting with a barrel ball then you've got to hit a barrel when you throw it you want to hit him with an anchor ball then you've got to hit the capstan but if you're if you're if you have to hit him with the capstan and a cursed cannonball you you'd have to have line of sight of that You'd, or you'd get really, really lucky, at which point right, that doesn't... It gives you advantage of being, I boarded the ship, I can't instantly anchor you, but I can throw this from a distance and maybe hit the the the, the, <sighs> um, the capstan, or I can hit your sails and make your sail go up, or I can hit your wheel and lock your wheel. I think maybe the, that's the way to balance it. I think that I think the easiest answer is just go go you know hit the anchor. Having players be able to hit the anchor regardless of what crew they're on. If you can see the anchor. You should you should be good enough to get to the anchor. That is that is part of the balance is being able to get to the anchor and drop that. And that is a that is an actual tactical thing. If you remove Mm -hmm. that tactic by uh, affording players an opportunity. But that's like saying, boy, you've got to you've got to board me and hit my anchor. Stop me. But no, I have an anchor ball. And if I had the RNG and took time to scavenge and got an anchor ball, it's an advantage I get. I've earned for myself. It's I, I think that's a bigger debate uh for for another time well send your send your tweets send your emails talk on the discord should curse cannibals be throwable if so do they need to be balanced don't forget to dab on the gamers number three kraken we've mentioned before it should be able to wrap the mast i think the kraken needs to be more challenging especially on a brick in the sloop and especially because it's so less frequent now kraken needs another pass make them harder give them more attacks we need we need a Kraken update. Yeah, I Kraktency. Where's the Kraktency update? Kraktency. Get out of here with that. Uh, yeah, I agree with with uh, taking another look at Krakens. I think they're a great uh, environmental thing. I think that they're sorely missed by most people that didn't get to do them. Um, and I think they even went through and did a pass on the loot, so the loot doesn't. Um, I, maybe this was something else. I can't remember if they did. They do anything where they changed how the loot works? Because I know we had I talked recall. about. I remember talking to talking about having the loot all spawn in one location, but I can't remember if that was like just a fever dream that I had or if they actually did that. Um, but yeah, I, I, needless to say, I would love to have the Kraken be an impactful fight once again. Uh, it was the the star of the Sea of Thieves before the Hungering One, and ever since, it's always played second banana to other events in the Sea of Thieves. It's never been as fun as it was when it was the only thing that could spawn in the seas. Number two. Voyage, voyages should scale past 50. What's the point of reaching rank 75? Especially when it's so hard to do. 
if my voyages aren't scaling. If that's the case, then yeah, they're going to have to do another pass on what type of treasure is out there and offer better better rewards for that as well. I mean, it's some of it's clear. Like level 50, I can still dig up a Marauder's chest. Like, oh, if you're level 75, well, then they're definitely all captive. I mean, yeah. it's just two in the RNG. Yeah, I could see that. It takes some work, but yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed. Number one. I want more wildlife on both land and sea. Wouldn't you like to see jellyfish and sea turtles? I'm not even concerned about them being like hunters what qualified. I want to be huntable, killable. Just populate the, the, the land and the ocean a little bit more. Look, if you want this, go watch Finding Nemo. This is Sea of Thieves, all right? I don't want your little jellyfish and little, little baby sea I turtles. Hit, I around. almost touched a jellyfish. Kid you not. I used to, uh, I was down in, in Texas. I was out at, uh, I can't even remember what the island is called, but I was out at one of the islands. I was walking around. I saw this weird little, little plastic bag stuck in the sand and I went to grab it. And my grandmother screamed bloody murder and was like, don't touch that. And when I found out that it was a jellyfish, I was like, oh, why are these things in the, in, in the world? Why did we make these things? <laughs> uh, so no, I don't want. I don't want jellyfish. I'm sure there's just the other cool... day. I lived near the shore just the other day. Tons of little jellyfish. They're super innocent. They're just little fishes. That's all. There's, there, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to touch a man of war. I once got stung by a man of war or a, a similar jellyfish and it was excruciating. Sure. Those are bonkers monsters of, 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 of cosmic horror type proportions, but the little white jellyfish are cute. They're adorable. Little, 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 little jellies. They're great. All right. All right. Well, you I don't have... want, you don't want the ocean to be a little bit more than just empty occasional shark and siren i do but at the same time this is a uh this was something that was brought up you don't want to dig up and be like oh look little baby sea turtle eggs look at them going to shore i ain't got time for that i'm trying to get treasure <laughs> think about the gold per minute uh you're right oh man <laughs> um no with a we this has always been something i think a lot of the community is we've wanted like porpoises you know swimming at the front of our ship as we're sailing Aww. full billow into the wind dude imagine like Whales. you know you get scared when a kraken roars up when a, when a kraken roars up what yes when it, when a megalodon comes up out of the water you're like oh wouldn't it be cool if just every once in a while a whale breached that'd be awesome oh yeah yeah i i would love to have stuff like that i would love to see you know uh uh, uh i can't think of what they're called flocks no per what are what are the dolphins called murders a school school is it school yeah. i can't remember school it doesn't matter right now group of dolphins what name. are they called there something what did you find out but yeah i would love to have pods. them pods that's we're doing a pod we're doing a dolphin cast <laughs> right now <laughs> aren't we all just uh dolphins swimming through the uh surfing through the internet waves yes yeah when you think about it you're listening to the dolphin cast uh right now there's um, actually a secret high frequency uh pitch you're not hearing and only the dolphins are getting all extra content yeah <laughs> how horrible with it it's like playing the record backwards to get the 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 secret satanic message <laughs> except it's for dolphins and it's a message like please get out of here while you can swim away <laughs> um no so what if yeah. the message that the dolphins are hearing is so uh, you're cutting out again your noise gate is killing me this episode uh, oh no we'll, we'll have to work on that in the future all it right. was a good joke, and I guess you'll never get to hear how great this joke was. Hey, let me uh, say, guys, uh, I'm pretty darn certain that this is maybe the worst episode I've ever done, and I feel really bad about it. I'm trying <laughs> to think of the cause, why I'm not being a good entertainer today. Uh, probably I didn't get a lot of – probably because I didn't sleep well because my cat was like, oh, did you get four hours of sleep? Let me scream loudly. <laughs> 
and uh, and make sure that you come and give me attention. And when I finally get up, when you finally get up to give me attention, I'm going to I'm going to walk away and be completely disinterested in you. I don't know what that was about, That's but uh, I, I, I feel bad. This is our anniversary. This we're like a day away or something from the first time I, I came on the show. I have such positive memories, such every time I, I have such joyous time here on the show. And I feel really bad that I that I didn't come forward and present today. And I apologize to you and your listeners. I hope you get some entertainment value out of it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do better next time. And I love you all so much. I expect, uh, you know, I accept your apology. I think it's great that you you wanted to to do your best on this anniversary of you uh, emailing me and me actually checking my spam filters for once uh, <laughs> and, and talking to friends to try and vouch for this rando who wanted to be on a show because um, mm. it, it, it's it's changed my life. I'm not going to lie. It, it, you, you coming onto the show and coming into my life has been a, a huge blast. Um, I, I'm 100% oh, wow. down with you having little sea turtles and stuff around the Sea of Thieves. I think it'd be great. I think everyone would love to have a little sea turtle baby pet that they could keep mm. or a little goldfish in a jar on the captain's, you know, like in, on the captain's table. Yes. Goofy little stuff like that, I think would be amazing for the game. Um, but it all comes down to performance and size of the of the game files and stuff like that you know how do, how do they implement it when they're trying to do bigger more uh theatrical type of of content drops for us so um logan who hurt you that your emotional uh your ability to, to be positive emotionally was is so hindered that you had to quickly get back to about uh, the patch notes caleb you changed my life but i really think that you know maybe the technical limitations my life wouldn't be the same without you is uh you know a difficult thing for them <laughs> reality is a, is a cruel cruel mistress uh that that i i happen to frequent far too often well um, thank you for your positive words i'll do better next time guys and uh <laughs> and, and i love being on your show and uh and, and and thank you so much for having me on. Well, is that it for the the top ten? Yeah, that was my we hit one. all of them. That was a pretty yeah. good top ten. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we we definitely, I, I definitely think that there's some bigger conversations around cursed cannonballs and stuff uh, that I would love to see. And uh, so, outside of that, was there anything else that you wanted to dive into? This was this was kind of the the capstone for or the capstone for our. Uh, for our conversation today, if I recall, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I got nothing else to say, but thank you for letting me come on. I'm not going to advertise my show because I don't think anything I've done here today made you think I want more guy. <laughs> I know that we usually don't have these issues, and I don't even think these issues are really that bad. I think everything. I'm also just settled with crippling self doubt at all times. So that's something that I do too. You know what helps me out with that though? Chocolate mm. ice cream, mint chocolate chip <laughs> ice cream helps so much with depression. Uh, I cannot, I cannot speak to the healing, the healing power of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Um, I've got 250 pounds that can testify to the fact that food can make you feel less depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, that just makes me think about my weight. No talking about weight. Um, you do the best of you that is you. I don't even know what that means. But Caleb, I do actually want you to plug your stuff because you do some some great work with Trailblazers and uh, making sure that people are, are having an opportunity to learn how to actually play uh, board games or, or not board games. That's a weird way of putting it. Um, Spoken like a man who's never listened to my show. Uh, Trailblazer Network. It's a network. www tblazer.net you don't even have to put the http in there the, the, your browser will just do that for you isn't that cool? what and uh i got a couple podcasts on there our, our the friend who 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 testified for me or, or not testified for me 
uh, was testimonial for me who, when we when I first introduced myself to you. His show is preserved on my network. That is Tales from the Lich. Uh, Trailblazer Academy teaches you how to play tabletop role-playing games, mostly Pathfinder, but there's a lot of tips out there for any game that you'd play. And uh, Trailblazers is an actual play blended with like an audio drama. So it's kind of like listening to a, a weekly show, but you know you know that the players there are creating the content along with the uh, creator of the show. A lot of fun to listen to. I'd recommend you start with season two. Thank you so much for having me on the show. What a wonderful anniversary. And uh, much love to you and all your listeners. I hate you sometimes. I really do. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate myself <laughs> all the time. So you're a scrub. No, I kid. I kid. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining. I, I, I will have the links for your content in the show notes if people want to listen to that. If you want to get a hold of me, there's always ways to do it. Just head over to the show notes to find out how you can email the show. If you've got stories about CTs, maybe you have some uh, some love for, for the content that you want to share. If you want to do so, feel free to reach out to me either on Twitter or through email or through the discord uh we are creeping up pretty quickly on the gold hoarder episode that is coming up at the end of the month uh for gold hoarder patrons who are signed up for the captain tier uh if you want to be on the show just head to the show notes look for ways to support through patreon and you can you can actually get a spot just like caleb uh but he gets it for free some reason i don't know i don't understand how that works but he gets to be on for free everyone else has to be a patron and uh looking forward to hearing their thoughts on this because it's the the best season so far um other than that pirates that's going to do it for this episode thank you for listening uh i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta. People never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, Two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many. Fallout 76 Podcast.
Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasting thing. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?